Do you explain it in your um, intro paragraph or something? I feel like I, I guess I just knew from talking to you that you were doing, this was the initial, right? Did you write that? Intro paragraph? Yeah. On when SoundCloud I posted the last on one, website? I put a little intro okay. to kind of transition from the other podcast into this one because I wanted to kind of keep the episode numbers going. So I was just going to make yeah. Shanae um, 48th or something. And then I thought, no, I think I want to do start over from one. Okay. Because it was just such a different feel. So that's why you probably read it. Okay. Which yeah. means you read the blog, which is really yeah. cool. Yeah. Okay, so we've been recording. Okay. <laughs> so you're already, that's all, that was all gold, um, <laughs> me explaining <laughs> the podcast. Which paragraph was it in, Nick? Yeah. Tell us all. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I thought you meant paragraph of the podcast. And I was like, oh, <laughs> is there a transcript of this somewhere? Notes. Yeah. Oh, wait, let me start my little stopwatch thing. Because otherwise, who knows how we measure time. <laughs> I just got a voicemail from someone. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is. It's just, do you do you leave, you leave voicemails for people? I hardly ever do. Okay, I feel like I kind of don't respect people who leave voicemails sometimes. They hardly serve. They don't serve a purpose these days. <laughs> yeah, it's like there's not a reason really. Just call back. Only my or parents text. are the only ones I actually my listen to. My parents do. So this was not my mom. So it's kind of like, hmm. what are you doing? That's a black mark for them. Okay, so now that's going. I'm just, <laughs> I like recording everything leading up to the podcast. Next time I'll just let it record for the half an hour before you, before the guest gets <laughs> there here. There was gold on that couch. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me cool like stuff. cleaning my apartment in the background. <laughs> there was gold. We should actually, we should talk about what we were just talking about in one okay. of the things. Okay, so you, you are who you are, mm-hmm. Elisa. Yes. <laughs> and I just learned how to pronounce your last name. <laughs> Lichty. Lichty, yeah. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Okay, um, Elisa Lichty. I'm 28 years old. Um, I live and work in Austin. I love it. Um, I run my own uh, a one-woman creative studio called Lichty Creative, and I work mostly with um, small and new businesses. That's who I love to work with. I like talking to people about their ideas, and that translates well into me serving them with marketing and design and stuff that they need, and also getting to kind of feed off of their <laughs> their energy. Yeah. Um, not in a vampire sense, but <laughs> I just enjoy working she with entrepreneurs. She kills all of her clients. <laughs> So that's what I, that's the, the niche I'm kind of found myself in with mm-hmm. my business. Um, I've been doing it for, it'll be two years in January. So I'm excited about that. It was a big, it was kind of a big step when I took it. Yeah. So it feels good to look back and say, it's not been easy and I'm always poor, but I did yeah. it for two years. So, um, yeah, that's me. So that means I met you not too long into you doing this, right? Yeah. When did we meet? We met at like last April or something, right? Man, yeah, probably because it was obviously. I might have already been doing my other podcast, and you made the logo for it. But yeah, yeah. But I think you're really cool and talented, and I'm glad that we're in each other's lives still. And um, me too. I'm gonna take a break now to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Real thing, by the way, I've been, I've been in a weird place lately, as I was just telling you, and I'll talk about that more later. I'm sure because I can't not talk about myself. But I've been crying lately, <laughs> like taking time to deliberately cry, which is probably not a thing that's common for guys or something. I'm sure it's common for just people, but it's not, I'm not supposed to say that or something because, Maybe. but I've been doing that and it's weird. It's weird to feel an impulse to do that and then to do it because it's not really a defeat or anything. There's times when it feels really good. Does it feel like a release? 
It does. Like letting yeah. out a valve or something. Yeah, but for the past few weeks or so, the past month, I've gotten the distinct feeling where it's like, now it's time for a good cry. And I let myself tear up a bit <laughs> and just really feel it. And it happens a lot when I'm watching stuff. I cry a lot when I'm watching movies and TV shows and stuff. And that's typically what prompts it. Okay. But I think there's some other stuff in my life right now where it's like, no, just I want to feel this for a second. You want to cry about your own stuff and not um, have to have like a trigger on like your favorite TV show. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, well, as an excuse to cry, but you can actually just say, I want to cry about my life. My yeah. <laughs> so that was my first question. What makes you cry? At well, night? I told you yesterday I put on Bruce Springsteen just for yeah. the explicit reason to cry. Yeah. For no real reason. I was just in a funk. I had a rough like couple days and I just, whenever I put on like, not like Born in the USA. <laughs> I was going to say, which song? Yeah. Not that, but like, um, some of his songs are really like Nebraska mm. or like, um, Atlantic City or like some of those or the river like they're so sad that it's like Americana kind of way I love yeah. them that's kind of what I do Bob Dylan's kind of that okay. way for me Simon and Garfunkel mm, are that way yeah <laughs> um some Aretha Franklin stuff Otis Redding who we were just listening yeah, to yeah he gets me yeah I'm just very I don't know I'm in touch with my emotions I feel okay about it I think it's a good thing. I'm fine with it. Because the opposite statement of that is that I am not in touch with my emotions and I'm I'm okay with it. I just <laughs> and like that feeling, seems weird. Yeah, I just like feeling human, I think. <laughs> and good. I think sometimes being reminded of that means having a, a good cry, I think. Um, yeah, I don't even know. Good. Did I even ask? I mean, we don't have set questions or anything. Okay. I feel like I want to ask you a ton of stuff now. We just talked about things that could branch off to so many other things. Um, so you have the business. Mm -hmm. That's going well. Mm -hmm. You like it. Yeah. Is that your, I don't know, does that, is that kind of the thing that gets you out of bed in the morning? Um, I feel like I'm, I'm kind of transitioning now where I, I spent the first like year and a half um, just kind of taking what I could get as far as work, whatever comes my way. And I, I have great clients and I do cool work and I love it. But now um, I have some more time and I have a little more, mm, I don't know, like what the word is like sway, or I guess I have a little more presence as a as a freelancer in Austin, and I've got a bigger sort of look at what I've done, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So now I feel like I'm kind of able to sort of seek out what I really want to work on, and that's what I'm trying to kind of find what that is right now. So small new businesses is what I love, but I also kind of want to start doing more stuff for podcasters. I know there's a lot of podcasters that need what I do for you. Yeah. Um, cover art logos and things like that. And I, so I think it's kind of a niche I could get into. And I love podcasts so much. It just seems like a natural fit. So that is kind of something I'm exploring now. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how I'll go about that, but. I think it adds so much because um, people love the logo that you did for the other podcast I was doing. And I think it's because it's, it's all audio. And there's nothing visual to kind of grab onto. Mm -hmm. So that logo does a lot for pulling people in and creating a mood, you know, because otherwise you just have to kind of listen to the guests or in the host talking and see what the mood is or feel it out. But I think that was really accurate to what um, I wanted to project with that show. That makes me really time. happy to say that. I really it, liked yeah. it too when we were done with that. I was yeah. happy with it. I like the colors and you putting the glasses in there and you know all those little touches were really good. And it's interesting to think that me doing this one is me being in a different phase of my life and definitely wanting a different thing to project because it evolves and it changes. You know, um, I don't know if you feel like some of the work you do is just a snapshot that way. Like it's representative of your clients at a certain time or it's what they want. Then have you ever had people come back for modifications or changes or it's the same business, but they want a different look or something? Or um, 
people like to refresh their logos for sure, but I yeah. haven't had that happen really where someone, I think you're my first client to come back, but you're doing a new thing. Yeah. As far as like changing their logo after like a year or two, I haven't had that happen. And oh, I would yeah. tell them, I mean, it's up to them, but I would tell them not to because yeah. if it's a business with a logo, you kind of want to just maintain. It's a branding thing. <laughs> if you liked yeah. it enough two years ago, you should probably hang on to it for a little longer because people are still kind of learning that it goes with you, that image goes with you. So yeah. I would tell them not to, but... Okay, noted. Not everyone <laughs> has an identity crisis every, like, two years. That's good. Um, cool. So what do you think you're passionate about? Is it being creative? Is it helping people? Is it something just more tied to you that's I think internal? It's, more, it's kind of an internal thing. Yeah. I think what does get me out of bed in the morning, it's not oh, it's not just my client work, and it's not always my client work, and sometimes I don't want to do my client work. Yeah. But I love the, the, the mixture of that. But what does get me going is when I can get up and tackle some work and feel good about it, but also what if I'm doing work that I know is is a step in a bigger thing. If I'm doing work that might have some like reverberations, like I told you yeah. today, I had a great day because I did a little bit of client work and then I did stuff for myself. And it's these things that I know like it's kind of like proposals to people that if it if they accept it, it might go somewhere. Or mm. tackling a challenging personal issue, <laughs> like just making a step, doing something that I need to do. Like yeah. those are the things that like, get me going. Or making a step to a new project or a new like side adventure that I want to get in get going, like that's what makes me excited. I mean, I know that what I did today is gonna have like an effect. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's uh, and I've said this on another episode, but it's probably gonna be consistent. Is potential the potential of a day to kind of be what you want it to be? Because we're just in this interesting phase in our lives, being the ages that we're at, where you can change a lot of things, I feel like, even in one day. And it feels like there's just so much potential and so many things I could do, which I think by the end of the day is exhausting because I only want to do four or five things or my day is very much based on routine because I go to work and I do like the same stuff. But at the beginning, when I first wake up, I'm just like, I could do a lot of stuff today. I could um, do a lot of creative stuff. I could see a lot of friends. I could like meet someone. I could get another job. Like all kinds of stuff could happen. But I wonder if that's just what I feel now because I'm young, <laughs> you know? Do you so, think it'll fade as you get older? I don't know. Like when you get older, you have more things you're like tied down to. And I'm pretty sure if I asked my parents that they wouldn't be like the potential of today. It's, they'd be more like, well for them, it. I hope it would be each other. Like they have each other. Um, I don't know. So I don't want to judge, but it, like or or make a blanket statement, but it's not not you. But it yeah. seems like people that are older with more responsibilities maybe don't bound out of bed <laughs> as much with like excitement for what this day could hold. Well, it's I, I mean think that the the demands on them like weigh them down. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't really have a lot of huge responsibilities that either. are kind of like yeah, but. What what really, <laughs> I didn't say this on the other podcast with Shanae, but the thing that's a success in that, like feeling that sense of potential is it's kind of a victory for me because right when I wake up, the second I wake up, I always have this feeling of anxiety and doubt that I have to overcome. <laughs> I'm Most days, I think it happened pretty notably two days ago when our this week started after the long weekend and I had to just readjust to so many things so quickly. I'm just paralyzed by it. Because even though I only have a few things to do, it's like maintain these relationships I have with the people that I love and go to my job and just pay the rent and do these basic things. Sometimes even that's too much. But 
I get anxiety about a lot of things. So the fact that I can overcome that and then get to that place of today is going to be great. I can do a lot of stuff today. It took me a while to get to that point in my life because I used to be really depressed and it used to just be letting that feeling of anxiety dominate my whole day. And I feel like it's just kind of, you have to make a choice a little bit in the morning when you get up or just at different points during the day to say, no, like there's, there's good stuff, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So to flip the switch, you just kind of give yourself a little, or how do you, how do you flip that switch? Like from like the first waking up to being like, this is not what, (laughs) this is bad to like getting geared up and ready to go. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've just stopped putting, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I stopped putting pressure on myself in a lot of ways. Um, which I've had to work on for years and years. Like when I was younger, I was really stressed out all the time because I thought people were expecting these great things of me um, because I was always top of the class in school and I was just this very impressive young person. And as I gotten older, I think I had a crisis for a while when I didn't have a lot of things to achieve because I was used to accomplishing things and having all these things under my belt. And then I got a little bit depressed and bummed out by the fact that, oh, life is just you get up and you work. And getting up to do that every day, that's when the anxiety and the depression really hit because it's like, this is all life is. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm out of college and nothing means anything. But now I'm kind of liberated by the fact that there's, it's a clean slate. Like I could go make anything happen. So it's when I started to kind of take ownership of, I can go make this day what I want it to be. And not just this day is being inflicted upon me. I think that changed a lot of things. It's like, I, if I get up today and I do all the stuff I'm supposed to do, I get to do all this other fun stuff that I... I just get to do because I'm an adult and I can do what I want. <laughs> so I think that's the switch. I think it was like an overall switch. And once it was flipped once, that's just kind of what my perspective is now. So I wish that so much. When I first got my, my first job out of college and I, I wanted it and it was a great job and I was excited to have it and yeah. it was cool work relatively, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. uh, just going every day and getting up every morning and realizing like, Oh, I, I get up too early, I shower, I get in the car, I drive through traffic, I go sit in this office for eight hours, and I'm trying to be creative and um, a good contributor to this team, you know, Mm -hmm. and the work is fun, but then I get back in the car, and I get in traffic, and then I go home and make dinner and pass out in front of the TV because I'm really tired, and then I make my lunch, and then I do it again, like, you know, Um, that's what people do, but it was really, like, it just kind of grinded me to a halt, because I was so excited to, to graduate and, like, get a job and not have to do homework, and then... I got so depressed in that time. Like, is this it? This is all you do? This is what you do for, like, the next 40 years? I'm just going to be passing out in front of the TV and, like, making my lunch at night? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just feels kind of... It just feels so binding after having the freedom of, like, college and then you go into this thing that isn't what you thought it was going to be, I guess. That's really interesting because college for me was a struggle. I was really... I was really depressed and I didn't have... I had a really hard time socializing and I wasn't in the right school. I feel like I was just trying to get by... And then me getting out of college was me being free. And that's when I saw all the potential and stuff. But I wanted to do something, quote unquote, important. Because for my whole life, I've been told, you're an overachiever. You're going to accomplish something great one day, blah, blah, blah. And now, I mean, it sounds weird, but I think it's accomplishing something great if you just like make somebody smile or you go to work and you're a good team member at your office, regardless of what your job is. Like You just help other people. And you take good care of yourself and you just try to be positive. And I don't know, like that's enough of an achievement for me now. That's the most important achievement is all that stuff. So it's almost like I'm excited now to get up to do more of that stuff, to just be happy, make other people happy 
and I'm really psyched I got to this point in my life and then I'm not, that's what I meant by not expecting anything is I don't feel entitled to any specific like list of things that I want to accomplish with my life. I just, every day is kind of the best. Like every day is kind of everything because if you're living in each moment, then you just want to get up and live those moments. So getting up, is not like a sentence, like your sentence to live this day. (laughs) I think getting up is like, this is the moment where your day starts and you're going to have many more moments and you just need to make those moments good because it's sort of all you have. This is getting like, like, I don't mean for it to sound so heavy and philosophical. That's just really the process I go through every morning when I wake up because you wake up for that second. And then being an adult just means you have like shit to do, (laughs) you know, like I have, like yesterday I got up and I had my rent bill and I knew I had to pay that. And I was like, I know I have to pay that. It means I'm going to have to take my lunch break from work and probably come home and pay it because it was a long weekend and it falls on a weird day. And that means when I go to work, I'm going to have to tell everybody at work, I have to step out. I'm going to get behind because I usually take lunch breaks. That stuff's all going. The anxieties are all still there. You know, I'm going to probably have to stay late to make up for that time. I have this meeting I'm not really psyched about, blah, blah, blah. But there's another narrative that's going at the same time, like they're running in parallel, which is you have this really cool job and you have this apartment. Like that's why you're paying rent. (laughs) And it just like it's like perspective immediately negates all that little nitpicky negative stuff. Because my problems are not anything like I get up and I have to deal with this horrible disease or I've lost someone I love or I, you know, like people are dealing with real stuff (laughs) and it's not like them existing and them dealing with their real stuff makes my stuff easier to deal with. It's like everybody's just dealing with their Mm -hmm. own stuff. Your stuff is as devastating as you want to make it. So don't make your day like a series of things you have to do or you have to feel like just make it like this blank slate. And these are just the things that you're doing because your life is like this. (laughs) And they're also choices. Like I chose to live in this apartment. I chose to take the job I have. I chose to live in Austin. So be happy with your choices. Yeah. I anyway, think just the ability to like maximize those little moments in your day, mm-hmm. you know, like for talking to someone that you enjoy. Yeah. Doing something nice for someone, enjoying the weather or exercising, you know, like yeah. those little things you can just do that maximize your day. And you can end a day and having done all those things and you can still have had a shitty um, day at work, but... And that's that, how you get happy. Like and that's, that's the potential thing. Appreciating yeah. like those things. Yeah, it's like, hard to do though. And it's hard to remember that this is my one spin on this earth. Like mm-hmm. this is it. And it can be hard to remember that and get sort of, I don't know, you lose perspective, but yeah. Start again the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> perspective. I think, yeah. Potential and perspective. I think that that was a good way to, to say that. That's what kind of gets me up in the morning. Um, cool. Well, we've we've done some life changing podcasting. Is that I a think. segment? I think that's a segment. That's yeah. cool. Okay, I like cool. It. Awesome.